Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, world. Welcome once again to Tuesday Talk with Key West Lou. I am your host, Louis Patron. Well, it's been an exciting week, not from world events, but from Trumpsville, which is now Washington, D.C., and New York City, and Mar-a-Lago, and some golf course in New Jersey. Uh, he's taken over the news. He still he has continued to take over the news. Uh, the re- reason I'm making this point is I've come to the conclusion, and this is something I have known and you have known, but we don't think about it. The media controls what we see and hear. Uh, it's Trump, Trump, Trump on television. That's all we see every day. Trump, Trump, Trump on television. There's things going on in the rest of the world. They're Syria, Syria. There are a million people under siege right now in Syria. It's a horror show. It's been a horror show. It's going to continue to be a horror show. How much have you heard in the news in the last 24, 48, 72 hours? Next to zip, next to nothing. So uh, we all get sucked up into this Trump thing. Again, there's another world out there that we've got to know about also. Tonight, I've, I've got to get into some Trump things, too. Uh, I have no choice. <laughs> there are things that I want to talk about, that we have to talk about here. It's our country. And I'm, I'm guilty of almost the same thing that the media does. It depends how much I get to cover tonight. I want to start with this issue, and this has nothing to do with Trump. There is a technological revolution in this country. You're aware of it. I'm aware of it. Everything's technology, high tech. Uh, I'm talking about things like robots, artificial intelligence. What's happening is this tech revolution is making humans obsolete. That's you and me. We are becoming obsolete. This is the third week I'm talking about this because I believe it is something that no one's paying attention to or the media isn't paying attention to. I don't think the politicians are paying attention to it, and someone should. Uh, just as I reported to you last week, tractor trailers are being tested on highways, those big things, without drivers. They drive themselves. Uh, within two years, your cabs uh, and things like that are going to drive themselves. You and I, in the next three or four years, are going to be driving in cars that drive themselves, okay? If you go to an assembly line of, of a new automobile plant, you don't see on the assembly line 100 workers. You see two or three human supervisors, and the rest are robots. They are these machines. They look like huge humans, big shape. Uh, big apes, gorilla types, and they've got 26 fingers on each hand. And with those 26 fingers, they do different things with the car at each stop. Uh, and I mentioned last week, and this is very sad, uh, that I, I have read that in 18 months, I'll give it two years, when we go through the drive through at McDonald's, you're not going to get your cheeseburger fries and soda pop from a human being as well as your change. A robot's going to service you. Now, this is the worst of the worst because this is the lowest-paying job in America. And they're getting rid of that job, too, with mechanization, with technology. Where the hell are people going to work? 
Uh, I think in the next four years, technology is going to take over more and more jobs and different type jobs. People are already out of work. Uh, we are into this technological revolution. And what bothers me big time is that it was not even discussed during the presidential campaign. This is an important issue. They're talking about creating jobs. You're not going to build a manufacturing plant like we had 50 years ago in this country. We're, you know, we're into a different era. We're into a different time. We've got to train our people to participate in the tech revolution, and we've got to make sure the tech revolution creates different type jobs that are required to support that revolution. And, uh, you know, because we're going to see a lot of robots out there and a lot of artificial intelligence is going to displace more and more workers. I'm curious how Trump's going to deal with it. This is really a major test. I, I, I would have been impressed to see uh, Obama deal with it. This is really big time stuff dealing with this issue. Otherwise, most of half our people in this country in 10 years are going to be sitting on their asses without a job. Uh, you don't make a, a new middle class that way. All right. Now, Apple's co-founder, a fellow by the name of Fred Wozniksis, W-O-Z-N-I-S-K-S, uh, he said, and I quote, that humans will become the pets, the dogs in the house, because of technolo uh, technology this tech revolution, that eventually we, the humans, will be the pets, the dogs in the house, because that's the way it is. Machines are going to run everything. Software will run our lives, okay? Uh, millions of people are going to suffer unless we plan for this. And I, my gut feeling is we ain't, excuse the way I put it, we ain't planning for it. And they should probably create a new cabinet position like, what, Secretary of the Economy, sec no, Secretary of Job Creation. Hit it right on. I'm not kidding. Secretary of Job Creation. Because we're not going to lift this country economically. We're not going to take the 99% and bring most of them back in to a good economy where they don't worry about paying the mortgage, paying for the car, paying for their kids' college education. It's a new world, my friends. The election last Tuesday night, uh, interesting, or two weeks ago, whenever it was, uh, we all thought, I thought, Hillary was going to win. As I sat here election evening, as the results started coming in, I said, she's got to win. Every poll in the country had her winning, and not only winning, she was winning by significant margins for a national election. Well, some people assumed as I would have, improperly, I did. I thought she was going to win. Never saw what's happening in this country. Never thought the impact was going to be uh, felt today of the unemployment, people dissatisfied and all that sort of stuff. Anyhow, Newsweek magazine, they had ready to hit the streets, and it did hit the streets, 125,000 copies of Newsweek with Hillary's picture on the cover and in bold print, Madam President, and most of the magazine contained articles on Hillary. They were out on the street, Newsweek, believing Hillary was going to win, not realizing Trump was going to win. And uh, 
fortunately, I don't know how the system works when they get those magazines out, only 17 were actually sold. Newsweek had to get them all back in. They had to reprint the whole new issue uh, with Trump's face on the cover. Uh, the only thing I've got to say about this, it was they, they took a chance. It looked like a good chance, a valid opportunity to get in ahead of the, the opposition. Those 17, though, who did actually buy the magazine, don't lose them. It's got, they got to be valuable someday. It's got to be a collectible item. Okay, I want to talk about some of the candidates running for office here, only two of them. Uh, Trump has appointed Congressman Mike Pompeo to be CIA director. Heavy job. Who ever heard of Mike Pompeo before? I didn't. Anyhow, uh, shows it indicates the the appointment of Pompeo indicates that Trump was serious during the campaign when he said he would support waterboarding and much worse. Quote unquote, waterboarding and much worse. Now, Pompeo is like Trump. He believes in torture. He believes in torture. I'm saying it again. He believes in torture. He believes torture works. He also believes that Guantanamo should be kept open. Guantanamo should be kept open. And thirdly, the CIA has secret sites where they take prisoners and they torture them to get information. We don't know where those sites are. They are called black sites. He wants to continue with the black sites. Uh, the best comment or word uttered by Pompeo is that he believes the CIA operatives in the torture program are, quote, Heroes, unquote. Heroes, the people conducting the torture. Now, what about who is this Pompeo? Uh, smart guy. West Point. Graduated first in his class. Military career. Went to law school. Harvard Law School. Graduated first in his class. I, I don't know what his problem is, though. And I'm not making fun of him. There's an Eighth Amendment to the United States Constitution. There's a prohibition against cruel and unusual punishment. What the hell's the kind of torture they're talking about? Cruel and unusual punishment. I don't know how the man thinks. He's a hard ass. Uh, do we need that kind of thing? I, I would hope not. I believe not. Uh the world is not going to follow our direction. They're not going to look at us as the light on top of the hill if we do the things that the bad guys do. I think we can survive these altercations with the enemy, quote-unquote, by not having to go through these torture sessions. And I'm ashamed that we have, and I'm ashamed if we're going to do it further. Now, Pompeo also, I'm not done with him. He's probably a terrific guy. Uh, Pompeo... He's a friend of Monsanto and all the other food companies. He's a friend of corporate America. And there's two things in that regard I want to share with you. He believes, okay, he believes that GMO labeling should not be permitted. In 2014, he introduced a bill in Congress called the DARK Act, D-A-R-K, the DARK Act, because at the time, you will recall, some states were passing laws that required companies 
to put on their food product labels whether it was a genetically modified, there were genetically modified uh, or, organisms in there. And he he put this law, in the, got a law out there to be worked on, never got passed, that prohibited the states from banning, pro, no, mandated that the states not permit GMO labeling on food. Another thing is, he believes in surveillance. He wants to listen to your telephone calls. He wants to know what you're doing on the computer. Uh, he probably wants to put a speaker under your bed in your bedroom. Uh, I'm ex- it's an extreme statement I'm making, and I'm jesting. But this man believes he want and he wants increased surveillance on all of us, and because he says it's legal when you do it. And he says if the government does it, it's legal. Uh, he he wants any bureaucratic impediments. Bureaucratic impediments. We've got cases of the. Uh, we've got cases all over the place by the United States Supreme Court saying you can't do this, you can't do that when it comes to surveillance. But he says we've got to get rid of these bureaucratic impediments to surveillance. They should be removed. Let me talk about session uh, about Jeff Sessions. He has been appointed. Uh, Attorney General of the United States. He's been a United States Senator from one of the southern states forever, this guy, forever. I think it's Georgia or Alabama. Uh, He's a racist. He's a hater. He's a racist. He's a hater. Uh, In 19, oh, in the 80s, he was nominated for a seat on the federal district court. Now, that's the lowest of the three levels, the trial court. Good job. Own senators failed to move him out of committee because he was a racist. Joe Biden stood against him and succeeded in preventing him going on the bench. Well, here's what Jeff Sessions wants to do. Pot There's a trend with marijuana to legalize it. Several states have legalized it for recreational use. Other states have have, uh, legalized it for medicinal use. Jeff Session believes that pot's bad, makes you crazy. I mean, he believes it this way, makes you crazy. There's been a movie uh, uh, seen over the last two years several times. It's a 1930s propaganda movie. It's against uh, pot. It's called Reefer Madness, you, and it shows these people who smoke joints in the 1930s. They go literally crazy, and if you believe that crap, and they say he believes it today, what's in that movie, he talks about it, something's wrong with you, and something's wrong with him. Uh, now, we the states are approving it as we're going along, the use of marijuana, but the federal government has not. It's still a crime federally uh, to use marijuana. Congress has recognized the trend in the country. So what they've done is they have stopped allocating money that would go to the arrest and arrest activities regarding marijuana users. Now, with Sessions as Attorney General, with Trump as president, but with Sessions as attorney general, he will move, guaranteed in my mind, to fund, fund 
going after pot users, marijuana users, and he'll probably be successful. Because as he recently said in the last two weeks, when he was talking about marijuana, and I quote, lives are at stake. Lives are at stake. guy's crazy. Uh, he wants, we're in an era where we're trying to keep victimless criminals out of jail, criminals who commit victimless crimes. Pot users. A lot of people in jail for 20 years for, for carrying uh, a couple of joints in their pocket. This is no BS. That's why our, our, our jails are loaded, because we thought many years ago, put them in jail, let's be tough on drugs, any kind of usage, you're dead, man. And it didn't work, and our jails are full of these people, okay? Costs money, costs you $85,000 a year to keep somebody in jail. Those are your tax dollars. And we realize the inequity of the situation, and we have been working as a nation for the past two or three years to decriminalize uh, victimless crimes. Well, what he says he wants to do, and he said this in the last two weeks also, he wants tougher sentencing. He wants tough sentencing brought back. He wants to eliminate parole. And we must do it, he says. Fill, them up, fill up the jails with these people. Uh, I don't understand. The guy's nuts. <laughs> he doesn't know what's going on in the outside world. He only knows what is in his mind. All right? And there, there's no access to it. There's no opening to put in there fresh thoughts, new thoughts. The guy's a bigot, he's a racist, and he's anti-pot use. Now, this is another thing that bothers me, and this goes to Sessions. I'm sorry to stay with the politicians. I criticize media, the media doing what I'm doing right now. There has been an investigation ongoing this past year of more than a dozen drug makers, pharmaceutical houses. The government says they have conspired together to fix prices. Now, anyone who uses a lot of drugs, and senior citizens do, I take 11 pills a day with my heart. Uh, we know drugs cost money. Even though you have insurance, the, the co-pays a pain in the ass. I can't believe it. Some people have to decide between the heart pill and, and whether they're going to uh, put food on the table. This is a disgrace in this country. Uh, and those of you who don't, who believe that everyone should take care of themselves, are not going to agree with me. See, I believe society, government, has an obligation to take care of those who can't. Very simple. Anyhow, uh, so what are they doing? So there's a grand jury under investi investigating this thing. Subpoenas have been issued. Uh, drug company personnel have testified. There's more testimony and more subpoenas out there. What happens now? Because this investigation is in and through the office of the Attorney General. Come January 20th, or within one or two weeks after that, Jeff Sessions is the next Attorney General of the United States. All right, With one phone call, he kills that investigation. He'll look at it and say, you know, I don't agree with this. And that's the end of it. He's numero uno. He's the boss. This guy, he just isn't qualified. I'm sorry to say it. This is one of another of Trump's demented appointees. All right. I'm going to go to government now. I'm getting out of politics. How's that? The people of Flint, Michigan, continue to be screwed. It's the only way to put it. They have been failed again. 
failed first by the federal government in Washington, secondly failed by the state of Michigan. Now, we all know what happened. They got lead in the water big time in Flint, Michigan. The lead pipes have rotted away, not been removed, and they get absorbed into the water coming out of the faucet. Uh, Adults don't get sick or don't get sick very badly from uh, lead ingestion. But give it to a little kid, and he's going to have brain problems the rest of his life. That serious. Okay? Now, how did everybody screw up here? Well, first, when it was discovered, Obama says, we got to take care of it. And he went to Congress, and he says, I need a million nine to get the ball rolling. Congress didn't give him any money until, what, three months ago? He went to them in February, and they only gave him a million one. And Congress refused to give additional monies or passed that bill to appropriate 1.1 even sooner because they said it was Michigan's problem. The state should pay for it. Well, the state of Michigan said, not our problem. This is a federal problem. The federal government's got to take care of it. In the meantime, the people of Flint, and these are basically poor blacks, okay? They got shit to drink coming out of their faucets, and they have no choice. That's their cooking water, their drinking water, their washing water. Well, suddenly the state says, we're going to give you filters. Put these filters on your faucets, everything will be okay. People don't trust the filters. All right. President Obama was in Flint two months ago, three in September, I think it was. And in front of everyone, the TV cameras, he took a glass of water, unfiltered, colored, and drank it. And he says, there's nothing wrong with this. A lot of people think that's why he lost the state of Michigan. That public demonstration cost him the state of Michigan. Be that as it may, someone brought a federal lawsuit saying, hey, we can't wait till everybody makes up their mind who's going to take care of us. Somebody's got to take care of us. And went to federal court, and the federal judge made an order, very good order. He says, look, unless the people have the filter, And if they don't want it, that's their business. But unless they have the filter, each resident in Flint, Michigan, is to have delivered to it four cases of bottled water per week. Each resident, not each household. Four cases of bottled water per week. And he imposed the obligation on the state of Michigan and the city of Flint. Well, the decision came down like last Thursday, Friday, Michigan and the, and the city of Flint are in court. And they're saying, Judge, Judge, we want you to, to, to change this order. We can't handle this. It's too expensive. It's a burden on our taxpayers. What the hell are we going to leave these people? You can't blame them for the bad water, the people who live in Flint. They said it would take a Herculean effort. It would cost us $10.45 million a month or $125 million a year to see that these people get good water until, until we fix the pipes. And they said, at least, Judge, we're going to appeal. Hold your order in abeyance. The judge can do that until the appeal. Well, the appeal is going to take one to two years. The people are still going to be drinking that garbage water. All right? You must remember... This thing has been ongoing in Flint. 
The pipes still have not been replaced. The water is still poisoned. We've got to remember this. The water is still poisoned. And nobody's moving their ass to help these people. It's like Katrina. Uh, Government didn't help. We find government at the national state level generally has been a failure in the last 10 years when it comes to some sort of crisis situation. Uh, What do I think? I say tough. Excuse the way I'm going to put it. Tough shit. To Michigan, the state, and to the city of Flint, uh, do what you got to do. But give them that water, okay? It's your obligation to provide good water. You know they were charging the people a water bill for this bad water until recently, until somebody said, this is stupid. The water's lousy, and you're making people pay for it every month. Uh, Until the problem's remedied, it's their headache. That's the way it goes. Hmm. Governmental waste. I haven't been into this in a long time. Judicial Watch, a not non-for-profit government, uh, non-government agency. It's, an ag- it's a government watchdog. Good people, good people. They took a look at the Secret Service. Now, Secret Service ain't been doing a good job in recent years. They've been having parties with prostitutes, with alcohol, when they're supposed to be guarding the president. Uh, they can't keep people from jumping over the fence to get into the White House and although more people have done it in the last year than ever before. One of them even got into the White House. Uh, These are supposed to be top-notch police enforcement persons. And guess what? You're not going to believe it. They cannot find tons of guns, phones, badges, cars, and computer laptops. Now, how the hell do you lose a car? It's a government car given to the social, the Secret Service agent. How do you lose your gun? We worry about guns being picked up by people who are crazy and they shoot people. They're losing their guns. They say they're, the way they label it, the Secret Services, they either lost them or cannot locate them. Lost or cannot locate them. Uh, I would expect more of them. And by the way, it's, oh, this study was over the past 15 years that Judicial Watch made, 2004 uh, up, and uh, not 2004, 2001. And it found during those 15 years, 11,780 items, social, uh, Secret Service items, were lost or stolen. Lost or stolen. The worst year was 2004. I don't know why, but 4,644 items were lost or stolen. Uh, This is one of our country's most elite. It raises questions in my mind. It should raise questions in your mind. Something is wrong. What's going on with this organization? It's baffling. And somebody should look into these things. We don't look into the right things at the right time in this country anymore. Uh, Okay, now, what's the time schedule on this? I'm going to talk very briefly about our friend John Boehner. Boehner was Speaker of the House of Representatives. He achieved big time politically. He retired last year. Now, you recall when Eric Cantor retired, he he got beat in a primary. Uh, He was majority leader in the House. Big man, powerful man. And uh, right away he resigned his seat. He didn't wait till you know the first of the year to get out. He resigned his seat within two weeks of the election, 
And within two weeks more, it was announced he had a job with a lobbying group at a starting salary of $3.4 million. Now, Boehner waited a year or so. He's played a lot of golf. And he's got a job with a lobbying group. It wasn't announced how much his starting salary is. But I would assume he was more powerful than Eric Canner. And if Canner's worth $3.4 million, uh, our friend Boehner's got to be worth 4 or $5 million. This is a corruption in our, our governmental system that our representatives, they do a good job in Congress. They do a lousy job in Congress. They leave and they can walk into high-paying jobs. And they all do. These two guys, Canner and Boehner, went into the real big time with money. Uh, it's wrong. It's wrong. All this is wrong. Anyhow, that's the show for this week. I hope you've enjoyed it. I thank you for joining me. Uh, I've got to tell you again, the numbers keep going up every week. I love it. I love it. Thank you. Uh, most of you listen to the show in the archive version. During the week at your convenience, it's on Blog Talk Radio, YouTube, and it's linked to my Key West Lou website. I write a blog every morning. You can find it from after 11 o'clock, fresh and new, about my life in Key West. Some of it's politics, some of it's history, some of it's what I did last night, what bars I went to, restaurants, parties, etc. You might enjoy reading the blog. It isn't very long. It'll take you all of a minute and a minute and a half. I thank you again for joining me and look forward to being with you next week.